Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What's up, Houston? Welcome back to another episode of Dynamo Theory, the podcast. Once again, this is your boy Christian. And obviously, you know, with me, I have my boy Rudy. What's up, Rudy? What's up, man, Christian? Excited for another week, man. Once again, guys, thank you for uh, coming back. You know, episode one was, I think it was a success. Uh, I think in episode two, it probably will be too. We got a couple more things to be, uh, to talk about. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about the MLS MLS next. We're going to talk about uh, these uh, core values slash three buckets from our, from our boy, Pat, you know, we're going to see if we can break that down somewhat. And then uh, maybe um, we'll talk about a certain Colombian that might be making his way back into the dynamo again. And people think I hate him for some reason. I don't hate him. I strongly dislike him. Two different things. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in more in depth here in a minute. But, yeah, man, let's go ahead and uh, talk, you know, MLS. Let's talk about these this new uh, Division Two, uh, something that is kind of brewing, you know, a pathway to being a professional in the MLS with the MLS next. So, basically, you know, the, the MLS is coming up with this new league, I guess, in a way where he's going to have, uh, I think it was like, what, 23 teams, if I'm not mistaken? I think it's 21. So 21 far. teams, yeah. Uh, yeah, from different, you know, like most of them are going to be like academies from, you know, actual uh, MLS teams. And there's one team that's actually a non-MLS club, which if I'm not mistaken is Roch- Rochester. Rochester? That's a tough one for me now. <laughs> Rochester. But, yeah, you it? got How it. How do you say it? Uh, it's a... Now you mess me up, man. <laughs> when you're Hispanic and you put Hispanic together and they can't pronounce it, that gets bad. But I think Whoa. it's Ro- Rochester. That we'll sounds say, right. We'll just say Rochester. Yeah, it was. We'll keep, we'll keep Rochester United, probably. <laughs> Roger, yeah, it's probably United or FC or one of those. But so basically, yeah. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to look at or like the first thing that kind of intrigued me because I saw, you know, they had the MLS next uh the MLS, yeah, I think it was called the MLS, uh, the one before this one, because they, you know, they, they keep coming up with like these different leagues or pathways to become a pro, which is really good. You know, it, at least it shows, you know, kind of an initiative from the MLS to kind of build up, you know, the younger guys and, and build them up to become professionals in some way, shape or form. Right. Uh, and then in this one, it's going to be very interesting because I saw that this one's going to be a a mix of like different players so you're gonna have u17s u19s players from the first team college players whatever that may be other american professional leagues you know in quotation marks so i'm guessing like usl players or something like that Mm -hmm. and then international players 
So well, tell me your first thoughts on this newly announced league that is coming up. Well, this is great for Houston. I think it has to do a lot with kind of fixing what went wrong with RGB, right? It was kind of like that was supposed to be your pipeline uh, to bring in the uh, players you drafted from college or, you know, players that were injured, they needed some playing time. Um, so having them locally is great. Uh, they probably will be playing at that, uh, is it a Biba, that rugby stadium? That's probably where they're going to play, which I think, you know, you really think about it and, and ha- being able, uh, okay, take this back a little bit. Just think about you being 10 years old, Christian, and having this, you know, kind of happen right now, right? In the sense of like you're 10 years old and you're like, there's a first team and like, you know, there's a U17, U19. So you get there, there's there's an easier way to see a path to be able to make it professionally, right? I mean, of course, it's difficult to make it. But but being there, you don't have to see it as like, well, I have to go to McAllen and, uh, you know, try over there. And and it's definitely didn't work. Because that that five hour difference, you know, it may, it's a big difference. Um, but being able to, you know, kind of just again, you're just imagining being an academy player, you know, kind of running into, you know, a Tim Parker, a Papa Pico, even if it's from afar. I think it kind of gives you like that that push. Sadly, they could have done this a while back. The Houston could have, um, but now being a part of this MLS Pro initiative, that again, 21 teams are doing it. It, it should help them incredibly and, and it should be an awesome experience um, to see. And hopefully, you know, we're able to see those, the, the young guns, you know, we don't have to keep looking at Ricardo Pepe, like the only, you know, for FC Dallas, maybe we can have our own, we can have our own get young guys and, and plenty of them to keep making uh, that push into the uh, Houston Dynamo, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, everything you mentioned is basically everything that I've been thinking about. I mean, having, like you said, having a a professional, not, a, well, I guess it is, I don't know if it's going to be considered a semi-professional, but they kind of marketed it as the next, like, you know, one step below being a professional. Well, it has to be right there, right? Because yeah. could you even mention how some of the uh, first team players are going to be in it. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess it is going to have some type of professional level to it. I mean, it is going to have some professional level to it. And I, I'm just glad that it's going to be uh, like like you were saying, you know, have, being a, a young kid, you know, maybe a 15, you know, 15 year old, a little bit older than 10 where you're kind of already wanting to be a professional player, especially after this World Cup that hopefully comes to Houston. You know, a lot of young kids are going to be able to, you know, soccer is going to come to the forefront of everything and they're going to, you know, they're going to want it. And having something in-house, you know, like you said, not having to drive to McAllen or having to make your way up to to Dallas, you know, because Dallas had the North Texas SC, I think, if I'm not mistaken, where they – basically got their players from is like you know they funneled through them but to see the houston dynamo kind of have that in-house team that in-house you know uh, level of organization mm-hmm. to like you know move players up from you know young kids to to professional level i think it, it'll be great and also i think it will be good to have like for example if you have like a juan castilla or uh, a palomino or like you know these younger players that maybe don't see a lot of time in the first team Maybe they can come down to this, you know, this level and, and still get minutes and still, you know, be active and not just sit on the bench, even like, a, like for example, in Alejandro Formasod, that, you know, w- when we were with RGV, 
he would make some trips to RGV and play a game here and there, you know, but you, when that relationship broke up, obviously, you know, there was, there was nothing there to, to go to, you know, unless he was being loaned out to another team, but, you know, it just gets kind of weird, but having a team that can play next door or playing or even them train with the professional team, I think is going to give, you know, the younger guys, some, something exciting to fight for and, and to kind of look after for, and, and something that actually came to mind too is, for example, I have a friend uh, that played with me in like my local Sunday league here uh, in Vault League. And he actually, mid-season, he went to Spain to go try out for different teams. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's like 17, 18 years old kid. And he's really, really good. Uh, so he went over there like on a little, you know, a little tour with like a bunch of guys. And they practiced with like a third division team. And when I first heard about this, I was like, dude, you know, I sent him all the information. I was like, bro, like... And also I saw the the academies having tryouts. So, you know, I think they're getting ready and I think that they're going to exploit, not exploit, exploit is a bad word, but, you know, drill in into the, into the talent that is here in Houston. I remember, you know, I'm sure you do too, like coming up in high school and maybe like college years and like you had peers around you and you're like, man, these guys could like make it pro, but because there was no way for them, you know, other than like college, uh, there was not really, you know, back in in the early 2000s, there wasn't really a way for them to to kind of go to the next level. Obviously, the MLS wasn't what it is today, you know, as organized infrastructure-wise and, and everything, you know, in between. But I think, you know, I wish I was young at this time and, you know, in age so I could, like, I, you know, give it a try and stuff like that. But I think this is great. And I think we're, like you said, you know, I think we're going to be able to get some peppies out of Houston. I think, you know, a lot of these young guns are, are, are ready. And, and some of them are, will be ready in like four or five years, you know? And, you know, I think we'll see a lot of more memos, a lot of more, you know, uh, Palominos, a lot of more of these Michael Nelsons, you know, that just came from this city, but weren't able to kind of like come up, you know, in the city. So they had to go, you know, search somewhere else. But I, I think it's great. And I think it's great that, you know, Houston kind of jumped on, on it. And I, and I'm glad Tatigo and Pat Hostad are, kind of you know in the forefront of that so i'm i'm super glad this is happening and also cheap plug you know if uh houston dynamo 2 uh or houston dynamo organization if y'all want to commentate uh play-by-play uh commentator narrator whatever it may be i am available for my services are my services are, are are available i am no glenn davis but i can do my best so and i got rudy over here to give me uh my uh soccer analysis next to me so what's up you know hit us up Hey, that's all you need, man. The dream, the, the team makes the dream work for sure. But yeah, just I guess to end that topic of the MLS Next Pro, again, I think it's great. It's fantastic stuff happening in Houston uh, that hopefully we can, you know, it's definitely going to take some time. I feel like uh, the former coach we had would have, you know, having academy experience would have brought some to this. Uh, but I'm sure, uh, you know, Pat Onsa is doing his homework, which transitions to the coaching search. So we can kind of start on that if you want uh, before taking a quick little break. Um, but I was telling Christian, and, and again, I guess uh, to, you know, talking about uh, Glenn Davis, the best uh, soccer ma- matters, you know, make sure you tune into that guy because honestly, he keeps soccer alive here in Houston. He had him, he had Pat Onset, uh, you know, uh, was able to interview him and Pat Onset mentioned to me, one of the best quotes there probably was. And out of that quote, it came out that, you know, it was non-negotiable that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a player, 
if you're, you know, an assistant, whatever you are in this organization, you needed to have three major things. And and there were three simple things. And then he kind of added a little bit more to his bucket list. But it was to improve, to be willing to improve, to win and to compete for championships. And if I mean, that kind of just threw like core values out the window. Right. I feel like that term that we were so I don't want to say used to it because you never got used to it, but it was just, we just over, like we kept hearing core values being thrown around, but never really given like that specifics, right? It wasn't specific. It was very general, very broad. So knowing how Pat has this vision uh, for the team and everybody involved of, you know, wanting to improve, wanting to win, wanting to compete for championships. It's so refreshing, man. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And I know that he added a few more uh, bucket list items, I believe, or buckets that he, I don't know if you wrote those down, but uh, what are your thoughts so far on, on, you know, things that he's been saying? Yeah. Same, same thing here. When I heard three buckets, I was like, Oh no, like, here we go. You know, I just, I got scared a little bit, but you know, he kept, he, I, I think he had it in the back of his head not to say <laughs> values or, or three bucks, or three buckets specifically, I think he he kind of knew that you know we were we were have some PTSD when we heard those words put together you know the number three the values core you know so he just went with the other stuff but I, I'm glad he was very specific on the things that he wants you know at least um, in the in the Q and A that we had you know that you know he had a couple of weeks ago uh, a person asked him you know how how are we going to be able to kind of like keep a keep track of your accomplishments in a way, you know, it was a weird question because, you know, how do you, you know, it's weird. I mean, you know, championships, I, I guess that's, you know, wins and stuff like that. So I guess that's how you keep, you know, track of if we're getting better, you know, but, you know, the fact that he kind of broke it down and basically said, you know, we're going to improve. We want to win and we want to compete for championships. I mean, that's what you want. And I don't think I've ever heard, I, mean, I might be completely wrong, you know, but not to like, discredit him or talk bad about him more than we have in the past but you know Matt Jordan I don't think he ever had like a clear picture of what he wanted to do with the club or, or where he wanted to be like I always say I know that he you know ownership also didn't seem to have a, a clear vision either you know it was more of like a like a side hustle I don't know like you know passive income as they call it you know for some people and I know he's still kind of part owner so you know I guess we got to talk and whatever but you know we you know it was just a little bit of passive income i guess to him but you know ted siegel you know he seems like a competitive guy he seems like he wants to win you know why are you going to have a professional team in such a big city when you're not are you know when you're not going to use everything that comes with it you know why aren't you going to use your resources locally you know mls next why aren't you going to you know bring back the legends and have like the community kind of jump all over that you know everybody has been asking for for that stuff and he's, he's been doing the right things. And then you bring Pat Onstad, you know, a, a guy that not only as a player, you know, is certified as a winner, but, you know, as a GM in Columbus, you know, he's a winner. He's a winner from the beginning to the end. And, and you know, he doesn't put, you know, he's not going to paint it, you know, he, like, you know, pretty core values, you know, values and this and that, you know, he's going to, I think he's going to be the type of guy to be like, you know, we suck, we suck. And, and we're going to make changes to improve it. And I think we, with ownership that we have, with the clear vision of, you know, improving, always moving forward, wanting to win, 
because winning brings you everything else. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to, to lift trophies. You know, we're not here to, to be the, the, I don't know, the prettiest kit or the flashiest, uh, I don't know, uh, supporter groups or whatever it may be like the, the most beautiful stadium or, or, Oh, look, we cut a tree every time we score a goal or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, that, that you do, like, we're not here for traditions. We're here for trophies. That, and that is true. Uh, he does have to build some kind of culture as well, for sure. But he understands that, you know, we just had a rebrand. There, there's been works of trying to market Houston differently to see if that brings in new fans or new whatever. Uh, clearly, that hasn't worked, you know, the last th three, four, five years, whatever you want to see it as. But things look like they're going to be changing. And, and to that... I think we should take a little break. That's cool with you. Let's do it. Let's take a break and we'll be right back, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And we're back. So, uh, yeah, like we said, we talked about the MLS next. We talked about a little bit about Pat Onstad and his interview that he had with Glenn Davis on Soccer Matters. And, and now we're going to talk about my favorite person in the whole wide world. No, 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 no. Before you go there, before you go there. <laughs> no. So, no, coming back, we definitely want to hit a little bit on the coaching, uh, co head coaching search, right? Ooh. Because, uh, I have a little clip that's going to be right now. I think, I, I mean, the one the one actually common now that we're thinking about this out loud, um, um, and I'm going to okay, thinking of the profiles and the guys that we're talking to, and I'm like, they, they tend to be on the younger side. They're young, up-and-coming coaches that have uh, that have uh, had some success. Uh, and that's not just the foreign guys. It's also the guys in North America and, and, and Europe that, been, uh, that I've been attracted to. And I think part of that is their thinking. They've been brought up in an environment where, uh, they're still new to it and they want help and support. And that's what we're here to do. So the coach that we bring in, um, you know, each coach will have strengths and, and unbelievable strengths in certain areas, but there'll be like the kind of three buckets I'd thrown in leadership and, uh, you know, culture building and methodology. Each one of them will kind of be weak in one of those buckets. So my hope and, and what we're hoping as a club is that we can help them replace or find the right staff members for them. So if you have a couple of assistant coaches and you're a little weak in methodology, well, one of those assistant coaches, and what I would love to do is be the club, a club hire, at least, you know, with the coach, uh, but a guy that's, that's an expert in methodology. And so they can help teach the coach. They can learn. And I think that's, that's where our group is, is, is a team as well. This, this uh, team of players and the, the staff and everybody, we need to learn and grow and improve, as I said before, together. Uh, and if we can do that, then I think this will, this will be it'll be a fun ride. It'll it'll be enjoyable because we'll all be coming in each and every day trying to learn and try to get better. 
Uh, and if we, we have that environment, uh, and that's my goal to, to, to have, then we'll be in great shape. So again, you know, the head coach searching is, is still happening. Obviously, we would have hoped, uh, you know, me and Christian would be discussing who uh, was hired, but that is obviously not the case yet. Um, but in that same interview with Glenn Davis, uh, you know, he, they went through a list and they mentioned uh, players like Nacho Ambri, Stuka Ferretti, Antonio Mohamed, Paco Palencia. Uh, may, some of these guys may sound familiar. A lot of them have uh, Liga MX, uh, you know, ties. But to me, you know, listening to the clip that we just heard, I, I, it's obviously all of these guys that I just named really don't match what he's looking for, right? He's looking for a younger uh, coach, someone that is not going to come and bring his whole team. You know, he doesn't want somebody that's going to be like, well, no, I don't want this, the goalie coach. I don't want this. I don't want that. He just wants somebody that's going to come in, basically be able to allow others to help him and, you know, collaborate with him. And I think that's kind of great because it really doesn't happen that often, Christian. I mean, you know that most coaches, you know, they they bring their whole little, their whole little clique, you know, their whole little, uh, you know, exactly. And, and so to me, I think that's a good perspective, you know, something maybe definitely not. I mean, just look at, you know, former coaches, they brought in like two assistants and they brought in this and that. And I think the idea of just, hey, if you, if you, you know, I'm just hiring you as the head coach, like. You know, you have to work with me. You know, we we feel and me saying we Pat Onset is telling them like we feel that we we have like the best in certain positions. So we're just looking for that guy to, you know, guide us and it's able to work well with others and, and ask questions and trust the system and trust us. And um, I don't know, man, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean. And also, he basically mentioned that, you know, the assistant coach technically is something also they're, they're trying to hire at the same time, you know. So it could be, you know, like you said, maybe you, you, if you bring like, um, what's his name, Mati Almeida, like he may have his guy and, and that's not going to work, right? So this perspective is interesting to an extent. I don't know. It, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. For me, like for me, is also new, like the concept, because since, you know, being – you know, like now that I'm kind of like understanding soccer, like differently, you know, from different points of views and stuff like that, you know, in my head, when I thought of like coaching staffs, like, like, yeah, I thought them, you know, working as like groups, you know, like you come in and you bring your, your assistant, you bring your personal, your, you know, the guy that, you know, trains the players, you bring the freaking physical therapist, you bring the goalkeeper, like you bring your whole crew with you. And, and it was one of the things that as a kid growing up, I'd be like, damn, that sucks. Like, cause if one, like if the main coach sucks, like he loses the job of everybody else. And, and I was and like, damn, that sucks. Dude, you hit it on the dot. Cause I was going to say, basically it's kind of like a bulletproof way of not setting yourself backwards. Right. Because if you get this coach, he's not good. You let him go. And overall you should be okay because you're not having to let go of the people that he brought in and starting over yeah and like for example uh like just to bring an example that also kind of caught my eye whenever the the manchester united coach uh a super hard name to pronounce for me i can barely say uh, ole Rod just call him ole yeah i can barely say rochester or rochester or whatever i, I won't be able to pronounce that guy's name which is sasa sauce <laughs> yeah exactly imagine but whenever he left um, you know he was fired and then the interim coach was the guy that 
supposedly was in charge of all the tech, like all the tactical part of the of the like of the game of of the play and i was like wait what so you're telling me the 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 actual head coach wasn't in charge of like tactics like he no and it was like no he's only in charge of like the the managing part of it like managing the players managing the team like being a a, like the team guy you know i was like oh interesting like i've never i've never heard of that because you know like i'm saying you know now i think like football has like changed so much like it's completely crazy like for example you know this year i started following aston villa and when their head coach got fired you know a a lot of his you know other coaches assistants obviously stayed and like for example one of the coaches he's known for being the set piece coach and i was like wait what like yeah how how does this work like you know to me growing up it was like the coach did everything you know obviously you know club teams and obviously they don't have a whole like 20 you know, 20 assistant coach staff and stuff like that. But yeah, this is not the YMCA like exactly, we used to know, exactly. right? Yeah. Like coach, <laughs> coach what, like they, was the trainer, the guy that brought the snacks at halftime, <laughs> yeah. for sure, for sure. Now yeah. it's so, uh, what is the word? Com- yeah, I can't, I'm not even going for it. But like, it's so <laughs> separated, right? Like yeah. they're so specific on, there you go. Dang, that was on the dot, dog. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. It's so different. So to me, you know, knowing that, you know, right now you're kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you're in a time crunch because the season's going to start pretty soon. Bro, you're going to, right. Well, so months, yeah, basically. So like you're, you're trying to get the best coach that you think you can find. And that leads me to, you know, the, from the list that obviously they brought on and, and some of the names that have been kind of roaming around, I think, uh, uh, and we, we need to move on soon because we're running out of time for what we're trying to say. But, um, I think Diego Alonso will be a you know pretty good fit for for the uh, requirements that Pat Onstead has talked about. Uh, and no, maybe you know people are gonna listen to this and be like, "Well, he was terrible with Inter Miami," but you have to remember, t- Inter Miami was like brand new. Like they, we talked about this too in the sense of like, I mean, this dudes cheated, got caught, and they still are terrible. <laughs> and so the whole system was not right for them. And, and somebody like Diego Alonso, he has, you know, he is still a young guy. He's, I think, like 45, if not younger, and uh, has won stuff in Liga MX, have won Champions League, you know, in CONCACAF. So it's still somebody that, you know, it could, I'm sure there have to be in talks with him. And, and I just kind of want to leave it at that. Uh, but now we can definitely go to talking a little bit about the players um, in the sense of like, we last episode we went through you know who got a contract who didn't and who's kind of working on one and uh take it man who we're going to talk about today yeah so basically uh one of the i guess the one of the guys that we were all surprised in a way that he was kind of left out you know in quotation marks it was uh, darwin quintero you know being uh you know in 2020 one of the 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 most creative player in the mls basically like he was like the probably one of the best attackers in the whole league in 2020 and then in 2021 coming and only playing half basically half a season and still basically changing the whole team around in the way that you know they created chances and the way that they played and the way that they kind of were a little bit more aggressive i'm i don't know if aggressive in the last third would be the exact wording but you know you can tell that the dynamo are more dangerous whenever he's around you know just because of his creativity 
you know, I've said it a million times, obviously he, I don't, there's something there that I don't like about him, but it, I don't mind as long as he's doing his job. You know, if he's going to make the team better, you can bring all 11 guys that don't like, <clears throat> you know, like as long as the team wins. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a disclaimer, right? Because in the system that Tab Ramos brought in, right? Former coach, it, he was never going to work, right? He was just never going to be a good fit for that team. Uh, for what he was getting asked for. So you can you can obviously see why he was not a favorite, what he fell out of favor, whatever. But it's undeniable how talented the guy is. Yes, he's 34 years old. I don't think we expect him to be, you know, playing 90 minutes by any means. But if you don't have him, whoever you bring in as a young guy, a young DP, you know, whether you spend it on a 20, 21-year-old or a 28, 29-year-old, I mean, you still need to give them a little time to develop so why not keep Quintero as like maybe to play 60 minutes, 70 minutes, you know, at least to begin the season? Because we learned one thing that we did learn was that he is really bad coming in as a sub because he wants the ball. Right. And and when you when he would find himself playing literally five minutes, uh, I mean, he's going to want the ball and he's going to lose it. And, you know, and and dumb places. So. Anyways, uh, you know, whatever else you want to add on that, man. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, just the fact that, you know, he, from even from last season, he's been saying that he loves Houston, that he wants to stay in Houston, he wants to play for Houston, you know, that he's comfortable here with the city, you know, that he likes the city, you know, he likes everything from the weather to, like, whatever, his neighborhood or whatever it may be. And, you know, his kids growing up also, like, in the academy, well, I don't know if they're in the academy, but, you know, they're, they're growing up here or whatever. And and the fact that, you know, it seems like his, you know, he was as a DP, you know, he had a DP spot here in Houston, and he got brought down from that DP level, and, and it seems like he, his um, contract got reduced significantly to what I read. So I'm glad that even though, you know, the money's not there, he's willing to stay for another year. And, and maybe he can be like a Figueroa or like a, or like a, oh man, the legend, Bonnie Garcia. Bonnie, but, and, and, and uh, to your point, I mean, obviously still not official. We hope that it's official. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, for it to work, and that's one thing that I put on our Instagram account, like for it to work, you know, are you OK bringing him, you know, if the money is right? And of course, the money has to be right because we don't I mean, he we were paying him a lot of money and I think he was worth that money for sure. But to see him being on the bench for half the season. No, sir. You know, like we you need to put him to work basically for that money. And, sure. and he would have gave you, you know, a lot. And he did when he played. But again, I, I kind of like the same conversation that we had with the, the other Darwin, uh, you know, mm -hmm. last last episode. Uh, to me, if Pat does his job correctly, we should not depend on these guys. Right. They should get exactly. you should be guys that can be added. You know, not I don't want to call them roster fillers by any means. Maybe set in a little bit more than the other one. But um, but, you know, you you, you got to build that roster for, a, you know, a young coach that you're trying to bring in, man. Uh, that's pretty much all the topic, man. So go ahead. If you want to go ahead and close us out for sure. Yeah, man. So you, like always, you can always catch us on Dynamo Theory, uh, everywhere, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have a Facebook yet, but you know uh, what? Actually we do, but <laughs> I don't think no one knows the password for it. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't even, don't even go there. Cause, uh, I was going to say Tom, but Tom is from uh, MySpace. Uh, the other guy, he's going to get you. So don't even go there. 
But uh, you can follow me uh, under uh, or at Chris Putalias on, you know, same thing, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And then Rudy, where Rudy or Rudy? How, how, Man, how you can call me Rudy. You can <laughs> call me however you want to call it. Yeah. But uh, look, just look for Rudy Segura. I think on one of them is like a three at the end and the other one was like a 10 at the end. So just look for Rudy Segura. You'll find me. There you go. You'll find me. So, yeah, man. Thank you guys, uh, you know, for supporting us. Thank you guys for supporting Houston. Uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, subscribe, like, or whatever it may be that, you know, wherever we're out there in social medias. And don't forget to use the 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 hashtag HoustonDT to kind of get at us, you know, starting next week, we'll probably, we'll start introducing a little bit of fan questions so you guys can be part of the show as well. And yeah, man, so let us know, uh, I don't know, let us know about, you know, what do you think about bringing who do you like as a coach you know who's your favorite coach who do you think should be uh do you should we have an american coach should we have a mexican coach should we have a, a chinese coach and, and, I, and, and i'm serious i'm greedy man we want as many followers as we can get not for me i want it for houston i want that stadium to be yes, filled uh you know i get uh goosebumps just thinking about when i went to the uh, Western Conference final in 2017 against Seattle that we got smoked. But that's not the point, you know, like who doesn't want to be at a stadium like when the weather is so nice, like it's been lately. Come on, guys. Let's, you know, hopefully everything kind of comes through and uh, let's just be optimistic and say we'll go to the playoffs this year. For real. Don't forget Houston DT on everywhere and see you guys next time. Good job, going.